The following program contains names, places, and events that have been anonymized or fictionalized for the purposes of protection and safety. The following program is provided for entertainment purposes only, and any commentary from the hosts are strictly conjecture and should not be held as making any definitive statements about the truth or identity of any particular individuals or circumstances. If you or a loved one are involved in an abusive relationship, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 for support. Good morning. Oh, Mackenzie just got attacked by the microphone in the wild of her own office. (laughs) The the wild Mackenzie takes on the new microphone. (laughs) Who will win? Pop right out all (laughs) willy-nilly. We did get new microphones and I guess they don't like us. Yeah, this one just came at my face so fast, you guys. Like, anyways, family show. Um, so I wanted to. Okay, so can we please? First of all, hello. You look beautiful hello. as always. You do too. But also, can we talk about last week's episode? Well, yeah, the part, we need to. the two parter. So it was like the last two weeks episode. It was crazy, and we got a lot of we got a lot of responses about it. And I feel like there was a lot there was a lot going on that a lot of people like resonated with, right? There were some responses that like made me feel, I don't know, something in my gut because people were talking about their past relationships, whether it was recent or years ago, and kind of realizing things about their own relationships that they maybe didn't have as much validation for at the time. So it made me feel good that at least people can, I mean, I hate that anyone's been through anything like Sophia has, but at least you can maybe feel a little less overdramatic or, you know, unreasonable in the stuff you went through you're not alone and i hope it was at least cathartic to hear a story like this this was a tough one this one was not an easy story well what was crazy to me was so many people related to it like they oh i had a relationship where it was similar to that and i'm like what like there were so many and i was like oh my god like this is it's so crazy to me that this is such a common trend that this happens to so many people. And so I hope that I hope that those people feel a little less alone knowing that other people are going through this too, but now we're, you know, we're talking about it, which I think is that's kind of a good thing when you talk about it, you know, and make it something that's a little more and laugh about it. It's hard to do, but at the end of the day, if you can come together and, you know, just somehow smile through the pain i think that's what life's about baby yeah and like what kills me is that this guy was like the ultimate dogfish right like in plain sight like he said she knew he wasn't a cop right and then he like kept saying no but i am doing cop things and i'm not it was like you're no dude like the jig is up like your goose is cooked like what that's it like i think someone if anyone was a little confused yes he was not a police officer he did work at the police he was like in administration he did the dare programs like education i guess educational administration tough stuff yeah but and he was not a law enforcement officer, officer. He and worked then for the police department yeah he would say he was working freelance security jobs which kind of aligns with something maybe police officers or law enforcement officers would do. Which he still wasn't doing. All BS. (laughs) He was just going to, like, all willy-nilly, just visiting his buddy at work. Like, he wasn't even doing anything by himself. Bull. 
But yeah, so yeah. Um, not so good. And now he still works as a parole officer somewhere. I just can't believe that they, after everything that happened, they still gave him a job in such a capacity that requires a lot of trust. And I just, I don't like it. I don't, I don't remember if this was said, but I know at some point Sophia maybe shared this with us later. I forget. But it was also like a new police chief in the police station, which I think is interesting. Oh, you know, yeah. People, which their PR. You hear about, yeah. Yeah, you hear about it when there's a new chief and then they want the politics to be right and they want to look good. And so it's, I can't, it just, oh, it makes me so mad. And the one thing that killed me was when she said that, you know, when she finally won her case, they allowed the other women to have a protection order. And I was like, what do you mean allowed them? Oh, thank you so much for allowing yeah. us oh, this thank pleasure you. of having. What? One thing that Sophia really mentioned that struck a chord with me was she wouldn't shut up. She said, I just kept talking. I kept screaming. I kept, and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So just keep talking, you guys. Just keep talking. I mean, it's tough. And obviously there are some cases where if it's better for your mental health to let it go. That is also a choice that makes sense. But if you do want anybody to empower you to just keep talking, you know where to come. It's um, the dating detective. Y'all know I can talk the skin off an apple. So y'all come see me. I'll tell you, keep talking. <laughs> we will give you the um, the push you need. Um, also about Sophia, let's just enough about him. Sophia's amazing. Sophia, yes, everybody I love her. thinks so. Everybody agrees. Everybody's writing in saying how funny you are, how uh, strong you are. So we love you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. So much support. So are we ready to get into this week's episode? I'm so excited. This week, it's you, girl. You're telling me a little tale. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, I hope you guys love the Mackenzie Undercover stories because these are like years and years of just like experiences that <laughs> you you just can't. It, you can't ever believe are just like real. Like you like it. You guys, <laughs> it's wild. Let's do it. I have not so much a dogfish story. We I know we talk a lot about dogfish, but this is a case that I experienced. A a woman called me and said, I think my husband's cheating. So a lot of them, most of them start like that. A man or a woman calls me and says, I think my spouse is cheating, right? Mm-hmm. So I obviously, anytime someone calls me or reaches out to me and they say, I think so-and-so is cheating, my spouse, whatever, I always ask why. Because obviously as an investigator, I need all the details, liability, and because I'm nosy. And I need to know where, like, where to start with the case. So I ask, why do you think that he's cheating on you? And her answer is, my bed smells like another woman. So like she, like, you know, your scent, right? And you, you don't smell it because you smell it all the time, but you know, when something when smells another different, right? scent. That's so real. What an idiot, right? Anyways. So, yeah. um, like, like take a shower in between. Yeah. Or like change the sheet so that no one can smell it. Anyways. So she says, my bed smells like another woman. It's not me. So we get to talking and we start a surveillance. She did not know when the best time to like to catch him would be. So we were like, let's just draw or pull like whatever out of a hat and just pick a day to go do surveillance. Right. So I'm like, all right, we'll try that. So I pick a random day to just go do surveillance. And I said, no matter what happens, just go about your day as normal. I need you to cooperate. And she leaves her house like normal, right? So she heads to work or wherever she's going. And I knew that it would be a long shot to like catch him, but I was just praying to the surveillance gods. Okay. 
Ah, they're so, usually on um, your side. Yeah, well, oh, usually. And the longer I've done this job, the better I get at zoning in like great times to do surveillance. So let's just say I did a really good job on this one. Hence why we're here telling you the story, my femme tuition. So she leaves like she's supposed to, right? So this is where it gets interesting. So she leaves and not even five minutes later, it was not even five minutes later, he opens the door. So her husband opens the front door and he peeks out of it and he's looking around like side to side, like he's, you know, like looking side to side to see who's down the street, like looking like a cartoon. The street. Yeah, like up and down, looking <laughs> down the street, right? So I'm like, that's weird. Like, what is he looking for? And he wasn't wearing a shirt. So I could see that he's like barely wearing any clothes and he's peeking out behind the door. And I'm like, okay, well, that's weird, whatever. And I don't maybe he's looking for the mailman. I don't know. Well, he waves somebody over. Like you're waving some, like, hey, come over here. He's like mouthing the words, like, come on. And using uh-huh. his hand to wave somebody over. And I'm looking around like, who the hell is he waving at? Like, who's he talking to? And I'm parked like way down the street and he, he's looking in my direction. And I was like, I knew he wasn't looking at me. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> who the hell is he talking to? Well, this Hummer comes from behind me and I'm way down the street. This Hummer comes from behind me and creeps slowly around me, parks in front of the house. Okay. And I'm like, a Hummer. okay, that's a little. Yeah, like it's not it's not subtle. It's not subtle at all. It's like one of those big yellow hummers. I'm like, what the hell? So he's waving this hummer over. So his hummer pulls around. I'm like, what's going on? I'm thinking a dude's gonna get out. When I think of a hummer, I see a dude driving it in my head, right? Like I don't you don't very much see like a woman driving such a big vehicle, whatever. Like I guess they can. Have you ever seen a woman driving a hummer? I feel like it would be like a real housewife might have like a random hummer. <laughs> well, you can see in my video because I'm videotaping this whole thing. And you can see in my video that I'm just going from the front door to the Hummer, from the front door to the Hummer. So who gets out of the Hummer? So the Hummer parks and the door opens and there's a tiny woman that gets out of it, right? And she is wearing like a sexy little dress and she's got these little six inch heels and she's scooting like super fast, like with her hands like all prissy, like running across the street. She parked on this side of the street and she runs over to the house and she's like in her little heels. Like this truly sounds like a cartoon. Him like I'm hearing sound effects where he looks out the store like whoop, doop, and then the car comes down and then she I runs across the like there's sound it was effects. very animated. And I'm like, okay, like so so he's got this girl, like there's the girl, like bingo bango. She's got this girl coming to the house. And so I'm like, she's hustling to the front door in her little high heels. And I'm like, what on God's green earth? Like your wife, like can, she's been gone less than five minutes. Like she barely made it to the first stop sign. Like, can you not? I know. I mean, like the amount of times I forget my wallet uh, and have to go back somewhere. Like that is bold on his part. Okay. So (laughs) that's funny that you (gasps) say that. Okay. It's okay. funny that you say that. So this lady hasn't even got out of the neighborhood. Like, can we just like pause for a moment before we just call ladies over all willy nilly? Like, let's just give it some time. Right. Well, my client genuinely forgot something at home. So she goes back now, mind you, like this, she, we, she didn't know, like, we didn't know if this was going to be a day that she caught him. So she, you know, it wasn't anything weird. She just genuinely forgot her briefcase or what do you call it at home. And so she goes back to get it. Well, 
she didn't know they had a house guest obviously right well she pulls up and i'm like oh man like someone's finna die like i'm waiting <laughs> for like i'm waiting for like i don't know i'm waiting for someone to come like screaming out of the house or like something dramatic to happen oh yeah but no it was dead silent and I'm so she goes like, in you're saying she's like going inside she's inside yeah, the house she she goes okay. inside the house and nothing happens and i'm like well, this is awkward. And I'm like, should I call the cops? Like, who do I call? Like the Coast Guard, the squad? Who do I call? Like, this Wait, is so obviously. You think, you think something like really bad maybe happened? Yes. Like, because who? Oh. Like, they're maybe, maybe they're in a fight. Maybe she's throwing like, maybe she's playing like grit ball where, you know, Helen Medea and she's like, you take that pot of grits and you <laughs> dump it right on him. And so- and so I'm thinking they're playing like grit ball or like she's hit, she's hit him in the head with like a frying pan or something. I don't know what's going on. Like I, I, oh, all I can do is like wonder. And so I'm sitting there, it was like 20 minutes go by and I'm like, I, I don't they're know. Dead. They're all dead. For sure. She's committed a homicide. Like I thought that like she killed this man because his name was Earl. And so I think that it's. <laughs> and so i thought for sure like she's gonna kill this man kill the lady and then goodbye earl and that's all her name of marianne or wanda no (laughs) we're talking there's a song if anybody doesn't know yeah, the, it's, it's from the Dixie Chicks. They're now called the Chicks, but back when they were the Dixie Chicks, they had a song called Goodbye McKenzie. Earl. Goodbye Earl. I totally, so you can imagine the whole time that I'm doing surveillance, watching this circus take place was I'm like, I wasn't secret. I was, I don't want anyone to die, right? But Earl gotta die. <laughs> Earl had like, to die. Anyways, after 20 minutes, it was actually 21 minutes because I videotaped the whole time just so it, I didn't <gasps> miss anything. Like, because when you start your video camera, it takes like two to three seconds for it to fire up so you can actually hit the record button once you turn it on. Mm. And so I just let it record. So 21 and a half minutes, she's inside this house and she comes out just smiling. And I'm like, what? Honestly, like, if she came out smiling, that's almost like more proof that maybe they're both dead in that house. Yeah, like, like 100%. Like, like, we're going to be on Dateline. Like, this is going to be <laughs> like, the house is going to go up in flames at some point. She's poured gasoline and lit a lighter. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking the worst. But she's just happy as a clam, right? Well, she gets out the house and she turns around. And when she does, he peeks <gasps> out the door again, shirtless. He peeks out the door. She turns around. Bye. Blows him a kiss, waves, whatever. And I'm like, and you're what? Like, what kind of weird kinky stuff are you three doing and having me witness? Yeah. Like, Maybe I'm she's like, in on it. I just don't understand. Like, is this another thruple situation? Because I'm like, no. Like, I'm- did you, I, I, I'm so, I, I don't know what to say. My mind is just everywhere, right? So she turns around and waves and then she leaves. So I'm like, what in the devil is going on? So my first thing is, okay, I'm a witness. I need to get my affairs in order. Like I need to, I mean, we're going to go on trial. Like I'm going to have to use this as evidence. So I need to document everything. So my video (laughs) camera's still rolling. So the video camera's still going because I didn't want to miss anything. So I have it zoomed all the way out so that I'm focused on, I catch the front door of the house and the driver's side door of the The Hummer. Hummer just because I need to, that's as far as I could zoom out. That's as far as my camera would go. But I wanted to see anything that happened from the house to the Hummer, right? Yeah. 
So I'm oh, like so, uh, still so funny that it's just like this huge like anyway. I can't imagine. I know. Okay. So um, I for sure like she killed her, he killed her. Somebody killed somebody. I don't I don't know, but that's where my mind goes. So I call her and I ask her like I'm trying not to be like presumptuous or whatever, but I'm like, "So, what happened when you went inside? Like, how did that go?" Cuz at this point I'm like I don't know. Like, I have no idea. And she said, well, I might not need you after all. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? You like, you took out the trash. Like, you know what I mean? Like what happened? And she says, I went inside and my husband made so much great love to me. Like she's talking about, (gasps) he, he made love to her. And I'm like, beg pardon. Like, huh? I'm sorry. What? Like, like, what do you mean he made love to you? She's like, yeah, girl, he hasn't been that passionate in a long time. And I'm like, what in the goldfish crackers is happening, right? Like, I, I don't know what's going on. So naturally, I'm thinking she knows who the other lady is, right? Because, like, I'm nosy, of course, so I needed to know. So I said, well, who was the lady? Who, like, who was the other lady? And she said, what lady? And I'm like, the lady at your house. Yeah. Well, so the neighborhood is like, everybody's parked on the side of the road. It's not one of those things where it's like, there's one car. Like there was a ton of cars. So you you were like, Hummer. And she was like, Hummer. I hardly know her. Sorry. (laughs) So I said, so I said, the lady at your house. I said, who was the lady? And she's like, what the hell? Like, what are you talking about? And I said, the one that drives the Hummer. And she said, what are you talking about? So we ended up lining up our stories, right? And we're piecing together like little by little what happened. Come to find out, he heard the wife come home through the side piece in the closet. Okay, those are in the closet, which means she watched her boyfriend doing the nasty with his own wife from the closet. Well, I guess the the woman, so the the girlfriend or whatever, got mad. Okay, because she wonder uh, why she knew she was a side piece, right? Like, there's obviously, but still, I mean, I'm sure she got out and he was like, "What? I was doing it for you. I had to commit to the bit." Like, he was just that's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. He probably loved it. Yeah. So I'm talking to the wife. Now, mind you, I'm talking to her as she's driving back away from the house, right? So she's driving away from the house and I'm, we line up our stories and then it clicked with her and she realized what was happening is what I was telling her was that there's another woman at your house who drives this Hummer, right? So she obviously turns around to go back to the house. Right. To see like what's going on and burn burn it the (laughs) hell down. So, well, meanwhile, as she's coming back, the side piece is pissed off. She goes to leave the house, (laughs) but the wife was literally pulling up. Now, mind you, I'm getting all of this on video. So the wife is pulling up. At this point, you could put put this in a festival. (laughs) So the side piece is leaving the house while the wife is pulling back up. I'm dying. Like my mouth is a gape. Like I am like my jaw is on the floor. I'm like, <gasps> like you have what's going to happen? Girl, 
uh, like for real this was a freaking like telenovela <laughs> but not the sexy kind like it was wild right so she sees the wife pulling back up to the house runs back into the house for cover i guess because she knew that maybe this lady is going to come back and like maybe she's going to run her down like the wife pulled up to the house like with a quickness like she gasses it like i thought she was gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. hit <laughs> I thought for sure she was going to hit her. So the the side piece runs back into the house, right? Well, apparently she ran out the back door because as the wife's running in the front door, the side piece is running out the back (laughs) around the house. She comes out from the side fence, busts through the fence. Like, I don't even know if there's a lock on it or whatever, but she comes busting out the privacy fence. Like she's the Kool-Aid man. Is there a part of you that wants to like pull up your car in front of hers and like block her in? Yeah, but I can't get involved like that. I know you can't. But how much of you wants to be like, no way, we're getting this done right now. (laughs) You're not getting away with this. So she busts through this gate, right? Like the Kool-Aid man, I swear to God, it was just like, boom. And she's little bitty, mind you. And she's wearing six inch heels running across the grass. Like she's, she is like prissy with her hands out in front of her like a T-Rex. Like she's running like that, right? And so... (laughs) So she's running away from the scene of the crime. Like she's running away from the wife in her little heels into the grass. Like you can see her heels getting stuck in the grass and she's like trying to run like, oh no. Well, meanwhile, dude has no clothes on and you can tell because he's, he has the door open and he's peeking out like from his waist up. Like you can tell he doesn't want to go outside probably because his dangling's out. So he's like, nobody, oh God, girl was a circus. It was a circus. She got into the Hummer just in time. I think the client would have killed her dead in front of God and everybody if she got a hold of her. But she got into the Hummer just in time, locks the door, and she starts to take off. So now the side piece, right, that was just in the closet, watched her boyfriend do the nasty with his wife. She thinks there's nobody there. But, like, good on her for being quiet. I would have busted out the closet like the Kool-Aid man. Like, what in the dickens? But you can't because you're not supposed to be there anyways. And I'm not trying to get killed. So, (laughs) so like, it's probably great that she stayed in the closet, right? So, anyway, she takes off in the Hummer. Well, now you've got the wife. So, after the lady takes off in the Hummer, you've got her and him. Like, they're inside. They're outside. They're yelling. You see blind blinds moving and like you see something fly at the window because the blinds were closed but like you know there's like little verticals or horizontal slats and yeah, you can see them a hitting dent. the window <laughs> yes now you're I'm really so- like should i call for backup like, and i'm like <laughs> oh man like this is probably a violent scene happening within the residence but i hear them both yelling so i was like okay both of them are alive whatever so that's like the end of the story they ended up they ended up getting divorced like she caught him cheating and she was like i'm done right right but the funniest part of the whole thing <gasps> is that whenever so just under a year ago, I started sharing these PI stories, right? Because I think that they're very interesting. And I think that a lot of people have interest in the stories that have happened. And like, this is real stuff. Like this is real legit. This is not a play. This is real life. People actually do this stuff, right? And I asked her, I was like, you know, your story would be really interesting to tell. I would love to share it. And she's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm not ready for that. Whatever. Well, I was at a makeup conference back in April of this year and she gives me a call. I don't think she had seen my social media. Well, I guess she found it 
So she's, um, so she sees my social media and she's like, you know what? She goes, you tell that fucking story. And she's like, carry on my legacy. Tell the tale for women yeah. everywhere. So I obviously stayed in touch with her. They end up getting divorced. She does find out who the woman in the Hummer was. And the woman in the Hummer was a girl who used to work for her husband at a car dealership that he used to work at. And she's mm. 25 years younger than him. And Ooh. which, yeah, which an age gap is not bad. Like, like do like, do you boo, right? Like do whatever you want. But I think my client was just like, how hard is that to find out that your husband has been cheating on you with someone much younger. And as we get older, like I'm approaching 40 and you start to get a little self-conscious about the age thing. So I imagine that must hurt even more. But so they end up getting divorced. I uh, I know that's like the worst. Everybody, I mean, it's the classic trope that we all despise. They like younger side piece. But I also think the fact that she worked for him and he was so much older makes me feel for the side piece a little bit too. Not that I think yeah. we should like that's not cool. Like we shouldn't do that with married people. But also like so young, maybe a little bit groomed, also insecure. Like mm -hmm. ugh, workplace affairs, this kind of thing really sucks. I think he, I'm glad we're telling this story because he's not a good one. <laughs> well, she was too, because she's like, you tell that fucking story. Like she was ready to go. One thing that she mentioned was that listening to some of my stories, it gave her, like, I think she realized that like other people had experiences and like she wasn't so alone I think she felt really embarrassed which is which is a common theme with cheating right like you feel ashamed you feel embarrassed you Ugh. feel like you're not good enough there's a lot that goes along with it so I think it kind of gave her a sense of like good like like tell on him Tom like Rattery. out him you know yeah a little bit um but no. can you just like picture in your head right like when you go do surveillance you never know what's going to happen right but like imagine when this lady goes back into the house I'm sitting there with my conscience going do, do I call the law? Do I like what? Like what do you do? Who do you, what do you do? Like should I like run in and like save his life? But you can't presume that, and then you're not allowed to like. I can't ruin my surveillance with with a presumption. Like what do you do? Twenty minutes is enough time to like stab somebody. Twenty minutes is enough time to like get the shovel and like start build like digging in the backyard. Like you you don't know. It's also enough time to do the nasty in front of the side piece in the closet apparently. <laughs> because they got that done. I really, I wish that we could take your surveillance footage and like speed it up and put like, and just like watch people oh coming my in God. and out of the house. That's the perfect, <laughs> because, well, because imagine, so we've had the question, do men get caught cheating more than women? Right. Mm -hmm. And you and I have kind of talked about this. And I think we've kind of decided that women are just a little bit more careful. Like men are a little bit less aware of their surroundings. Like they're not as careful. Right. So I feel like, uh-huh. Well, I actually think I have a new perspective to add to this ongoing discussion we've had because, and I can't take credit for it. It is an Esther Perel perspective that I listened to recently. So she like talked about, we love her. She talked about how historically women have had so much more to lose. So for a long time, we were so financially dependent like oh. on our spouse. So cheating was like, you can't do that because you'll lose your livelihood. You'll lose your support system, your house, your children, whatever. Men could kind of get away with it. So it wasn't as much of 
a risk. In on top of that, they were rewarded for that behavior as well as not, you know, punished for it. So it became a thing where it's like we don't have to like subconsciously and culturally, we don't have to be as careful. It's not that men and women have both cheated. It's part of life. It will always be part of life. And I think there are stories like this one where it's stupid and they guys suck. And there are other stories where couples can work through it and there are human elements of it. But in terms of men and women in, we're talking about heterosexual dynamics, like it does make sense that women have more to lose and therefore are more careful or less likely to do it. Like we're all like, most likely women are only going to cheat when it's like, we've really thought it through it's really worth it in a way. It's like worth whatever we might lose. Whereas men like haven't really had to worry about the consequences as much as us. So that's a good point. Just, ba- but just I- based on how society structured it. I'm, that's not every case. I just thought that was like a really interesting reasoning behind why it's so different when women cheat. That's something I've never thought about. Also, okay. We did a poll that said, we asked, has anybody ever cheated and then immediately broken up with their partner? And a lot of our listeners said they've done that. And I think that's like really more common for women to like not carry on an affair, but use an affair as a way to get out of a relationship. Whereas men do that a little less than they maybe do the ongoing Mm -hmm. having it all, having your cake and eating it too kind of situation. I just think, I'm just thinking it's very fascinating. All of our, these, these humans, these relationships, people should like start podcasts about them. It's almost like there's like a lot to get into. Well, I think that, um, (laughs) I think that that's a very smart idea. If anybody has any wild stories on this, in this theme or any other ideas about why people cheat, we just want to hear from you. That's the point. You all know that we love hearing from you all. We just really appreciate that you guys interact with us and connect with us and trust us to share your stories with us. So um, if you you have a story that you want us to share, like please email us. Our email is investigate at datingdetectivepod.com. And we would love to also DM us. Yeah. Stay in touch with us on Instagram. We, um, you can comment on any of our stuff or you can, um, send us a DM and we, between Hannah and I, and even Molly, our producer, which you saw her pretty face on our stories. This is also, you've made me think, and if I hope people that send in DMs and stuff are listening because sometimes we don't get back to you right away because we want to give you like, energy for your story. So if you ever send us something about like a vulnerable story, and I mean this really seriously, because there are times where I read somebody's story and I'm like, I actually need to like sit with that and talk to the girls about it before we kind of like get back to you. We always want to get back to you to the extent that we can. We're not therapists, but we're, we're girlfriends. Like we're here for you. So if you ever like the dating detectives didn't reply and I told them all about my story, it's like, we will, we will, we love you. And we just want to give you the energy you deserve. Yeah, and, and also, we want a lot to, of you. <laughs> we want to give your story the respect that it, that it deserves. So we work together to make sure that we always do that. Amen. Wow, that was a fun little housekeeping. It's fun to listen to a podcast, but I think that, or like you know, I think the funnest part is like just knowing that the people that you're listening to are also interested in like talking to. Like we really enjoy connecting with you guys a lot. It's really fun. I really enjoy connecting with you.
Mackenzie. I enjoy connecting with you. And I'll be going to LA in less than two weeks to be with these ladies in person. They're both in LA. I'm in Tampa. And we I get to hug their necks and we get We're to gonna like record do- so much content. <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun. I'm so excited. This story was a silly one, but we needed a silly one, I think, after we've had some heavy stuff. So yeah. I I'm glad that the woman is doing better and I hope that the side piece is doing better. And I I'm not going to waste any time thinking about Earl. He has none of my hopes or wishes. Yeah. Goodbye, goodbye, Earl. Earl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Until next week, you guys send us your stories and make sure you share us with a friend. Give us five stars on any, you can listen to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to it now. And just make sure you give us five stars. We love you guys. We love you. And I love you, Mackenzie. I love you. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.